you're interested in small business, you're going to want to subscribe to the Small Business Showcase by Kaizentree. We meet with small business owners every week to discuss lessons that you can apply in your own journey. Learn from their failures, successes, and stories to discover how to build a life doing what you love. For those of you who already have a small business, be sure to check out kaizentree.com, an online platform that helps manage your inventory, sales channels, customer relationships, and more. Hello and welcome to the Small Business Showcase. I'm Marcus Person, and as always, it's great to have you here. With me today is Margaret Lung from Mila Effie, candle and body range brand based in Tasmania. They started in 2020 and they actually hand make all of their products. Very good morning to you, Margaret. Good morning. It's nice to meet you today. Likewise. So to get started, I'd like to ask if you could introduce a bit about yourself just to our audience um, and what sort of products you sell. Yes, I'm Margaret and the founder of Mila Effie Candle Tasmania. And at first we are selling non-toxic pure soy wax candle, but then uh, we expand our range to body product and we even have our organic tea now. Everything that are uh, under the brand are made in Tasmania. So how long did it take for you to sort of expand out of the original product? So it started with candles and then sort of shifted as there was as there was demand for that or was it always in the timeline at the start? Well, I always want to build a brand that is like a brand, not just some products, but candle and diffusers, that's home fragrance, uh, is just a starter. And because I have to test the market and see how things goes, and it seems like people uh, like it, and then uh, I start to expand to broadly product. And then so everything goes well. And then I start to sourcing for the organic tea as well. So it's like a timeline. Yeah. And do a lot of the, I guess, the, the materials that go into the candles, do they cross over into the body range? So it's sort of a logical next step where the same fragrances are used or are they different uh, ingredients? For now, the body product are the same. They are the fragrance but not all the fragrance from the candle. So some of the, like, uh, for example, vanilla, I don't think is good for the body. Yeah. So we select some of the other that is suitable for the body on the body products. So it's, uh, it's different from the scents in a candle. Yeah, right. Yeah, very interesting. And then, so yes, yeah, so you mentioned you had, you know, you're testing the market at the start. Obviously this was during 2020, which was very much the height of the pandemic. What was it actually like starting the business? I assume you weren't selling in person, it was mostly online. How are you really gaining that traction at the start? Yes, at first, the very first is I go to the market, like the local market. But then because of the pandemic, all the local market will be closed and, and not anymore. So I have to focus online. So nowadays, I think people are so focused in the Instagram and Facebook so I start to put more digital marketing in this field mm -hmm. and rebuild my website. And most of the time, I think half of the, no, 70% of the sales are from the online now. Yeah, very interesting. So just sort of to, to, to clarify on that. So basically you started with, with selling at the markets to try and test the initial product. And then you shifted to doing online marketing through 
is it through Instagram and Facebook, I assume, were those paid ads or was it mostly organic by building um, the profiles? I do both uh, because like some of the products, I really want to promote them. Then yeah. I will do a pay ad, but uh, and then I will regularly update my post to build the organic audience as well. Yeah. So for someone who's just starting out with with doing online marketing, what would you recommend as some of the first steps where I know a lot of our, our listeners, they usually have a small budget. So I don't know what your budget was, but quite often they may be starting with $20 a day. Do you think that's that's enough to really get some results? Or and what would you recommend for someone who's just starting out to do? You don't need a big budget because I didn't input a big budget as well. Um, but you need the beautiful pictures. Because everything online, people are attracted by the pictures. For me, as an example, if the picture is taken well, you can obviously get the result. Even I don't have the pay ad. So I think the picture and the presentation is very important. Yeah. And were you doing it as a carousel or was it a standalone photo? Or were you testing different things? Uh, I do the carousel as well. Yeah. Uh, when I have campaign and then if I saw my post is quite popular, then I will do yeah. a post ad as well. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, when you're making a Facebook ad, you have the option to use different formats where um, you can do a standalone single photo. You can do a carousel of multiple photos. You can do a video as well. Um, so here, Margaret is saying that the carousel or the carousel is, is what was working for her and basically as she's getting results, she would iterate on what's working. And I would assume then stop the ones that were not working. Yes. That's very interesting. And so with the audiences as well, was that sort of you created them based on what you were seeing at the market where you sort of try to get a profile of who's buying from you in, in person and then get their details and pr produce an audience on, on Facebook ads to target that segment? Or, or how did you really put that part together? Well, because I didn't use any outsourcing that uh, to help. So it just only get a filter. So for me, because I am a candle buyer myself as well. So I just based on what people will like my product, like the age range and like most of them are female and where are they from? And mostly they like makeup. So uh, mostly they will like online shopping. So like adding all this kind of filter. But there's always a try and error. Like some of the filters you thought it's going to work, but it's not. Yeah. So because, yes, it's always have to try. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Um, yeah, because in my experience working with some other small businesses, I know that they can get very, it's quite upsetting when you're putting a lot of effort into these ads and they don't work. So I think I guess your message is really to really persevere with the ads. Do you know how long it took you to get to like see the results? with the campaigns that you were doing? Was it sort of in the first few days of running the ads? Did it take a month? How long was the sort of, you know, the conversion? Did you start to see conversions? For me, it's very quick. It's like, for example, the long weekend sale that I just did last week. Yeah. Like, I put on an ad and, and send out the EDM at the same time as well. Mm -hmm. I got my first order like 10 minutes later. So normally the ad will tell you within two days if it's working or not. Yeah. But some of the ads will like, they drive a lot of traffic, yeah. but not people 
actually buying. Yeah, no conversions. Yes, but then some of the ads is like is like doing really well, not the not for the traffic, but everyone coming in, most of them will buy. And just to clarify, by EDM, you're referring to is it electronic direct mail, so something like a Mailchimp yes, yes. to do your to so to do like a, a newsletter sort sort of campaign. Yes, yes, yes. We regularly send like maybe once a month, or yeah, okay. mostly it's once a month. Yeah, because I know a lot of times you know people can. Again, not really know if it's weekly, you know, fortnightly. So, I mean, I I would agree with you that uh, that once a month is a good a good pace to have. So that we don't you know bombard our customers with with all this information that they're just gonna you know ignore. Um, yeah, and you unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, this leads me to my next question. But what do you think sets your business apart? Obviously, there are lots of candle producers and. I'm sure there's you know equally many um, body product uh, producers. So what do you think sets you know yourself apart compared to those other ones? Well, I I first talk about the ingredients because yeah. I my my candles are pure soy wax, so no paraffin at all. So this is like more natural, and also the wick itself. It's not a regular cotton wig. It's a natural wood wig as well, because some people concerned that the cotton wig may contain a lead, uh, so the wooden wig will be. So everything I try my best to make it non-toxic. So yeah. this is one of the things. And the other thing is, there's a lot of candle in Australia market just um with a candle jar, and their own label. So I try to make it more different and try to make it like a, a home deco more than just a candle. For example, our botanical arts diffuser, we have mm-hmm. we hand make them with uh, dry roses and dry botanical into that diffusers, and that is quite popular because people think that I'm not just buying a diffuser. I also buying a piece of home deco that I can put it in the corridor or I can just put it on my office table. That make me feels good when I by just looking at it. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think just looking at the, at the diffusers now, they definitely look like almost works of art that you, know, you can put on your on your desk or somewhere in the house, and, and I'm sure it brightens it up quite a bit. Um, yes. Yeah, and I think yeah. If you could, I also noticed on your Facebook page that you're doing this one product where it seems like you're including flowers in in the box of can of the box of candles that you're that you're uh, sending to customers. Could you maybe explain why you're doing that? Is that you know toward that you know focusing on what customers are going to reciprocate with, or what's what's the logic behind doing something like that? Because my target customers, they are all like pretty things. So as I can see, the botanical arts diffuser is a hit. So that means people are buying the flower roses idea. So I try to mix them into uh, boxes because uh, we start to have a gift boxes, so people can send them out as a gift, or you can buy it for yourself. So how can a candle and flower flower goes together? So I create that flower candle box. So you have one candle. On the right hand side, and the left hand side is all um they are eternal roses, so you can put them on your table for a couple of years, and so you have two things in one boxes. So I think it's quite pretty. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So I guess it's really showing that 
I guess, the importance of, of knowing your customer and knowing what they resonate with and, that, and sort of innovating around what you think they're going to respond to to really drive those, those key factors that are pulling people in. Is that something that you think has driven your business throughout, uh, you know, since starting it to now that you've really been focusing on the customer or have you been focusing more on, on the product that you think they're going to like? I think customer, of course, is very important because like their feedback, their advice, even my product, they are not the same as day one because I have to alter and based on their feedback. So it's always trying the market and listen to your customer. So if they really like it, then I can push it and go further on that direction. Like I, like I said, people like flowers, the flowers going very well. So I try to have more of the flower things, like the pretty things that girls will like. And well, some, some other products, like for example, I have made an volcanic, uh, so there's a candle with a volcano rocks on it mm-hmm. and it doesn't go too well with my profile. So I pull it off the shelf already. So it's all testing the market, improve your product. So it's like you need both. You can't just focus on one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Um, and I, I, I did not ask this before, but how many candles or products are you actually producing every week? Or, and how do you, how do you, Sort of plan your production out because it can you know, consistently every Tuesday we do candles and then every Wednesday we do the diffusers or h- how do you actually manage that? Oh no we don't have a timeline because sometimes when we have a wholesale orders mm-hmm. uh, it can be big so we have if our stock is not enough to fulfill that order then we have to make them because I'm trying to uh dispatch my orders no matter if that is a wholesale order or just an individual online order within one or two business day mm-hmm. so um there's no like regular timeline for me on making candles and diffusers so i'll just um seeing the studio is ran out of that kind of candle just make it then if if we are fulfilling orders then there's no stock then just make it so just because we're a small team so it's quite flexible that we don't have uh, we don't have to fix the dates on what we do. So sort of a, a just in time system where you're making it to order. Yes. And how many are, are on the team at the moment? We only have three people now, okay. including me. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I can expand it later because now it's of obviously I have a lot of uh, sleepless nights already. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, and just on that, there's, I guess, what would be your advice to people who are, who are starting out their business and, and trying to get that traction, which it seems that you've gotten quite effectively in, in what I would say is a very short amount of time. Uh, is there any tips that you think you can pass on, or even in your experience, what you think people should be focusing on to, to really scale up from being a market stall business to one that. Is, has a stable, you know, inflow and is selling across different channels? I think start small is very important. Like I said, you, you, you thought your product is going to hit, but then the market is not responding. But if you start small, just like me, I, I start very small to test how I'm not sure if people are going to like it. So if people like it, then I can build it up bigger and bigger. So you can mm-hmm. always have your products uh, adjust and according to customer feedback. 
So mm-hmm. I think that is very important because I think most of the people are not having a huge budget to start a business. So mm-hmm. start small, step by step is always easy to control and always easy to to reinvest your earning as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And also the other thing is um, I'm quite fortunate to have a, a good result to that in a short period of time, I think from the people or from the customer that they told me is because the packaging and mm-hmm. the, the whole idea is quite different from what they are seeing in the market now. Like mm-hmm. I said, uh, most of the candle is just a candle jar with a label and they all have the same boxes. They have the same white or black or craft paper boxes, just a square boxes. But my candle is a cylinder tube box with pink color. So it's for, for the retailer, they think it's quite eye-catching for them to put it like in a clothing shop. So I think my advice is don't do something that you're seeing people that are doing great and then you follow that first step because you're always many steps behind. So find something that is not in the market and you think it's going to work. Yeah, I, I think that's great advice. And just on that, have you, I mean, at the touch on before, but how many or even have you discontinued some products that you've noticed that have not been working and then can, like pursued other ones that have been responding? Oh, for now, only the candle with the volcanic rock. Yeah. Everything is surprisingly goes well. I thought I'm gonna, cause I have a lot of products now because I thought I'm gonna, okay, I'll, I'll introduce this one. If it's not gonna work, then I'll pull it off. But then so far everything is okay. I, I think I can keep it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Um, and I guess with having so many products, does it become hard to manage? And you touched on this before as well, but does it become hard to manage all of the, like, the entire product range with so many uh, materials and ingredients um, and variants? Yeah. Yes, the infantry management is starting to get important when the business is growing. Because for me, I am not purchasing the the candle and then just resell it. So it's we have fragrance oil, we have soy wax, we have wigs, and we have containers. So we have so many raw ingredients. And also we have some uh, ready-to-sell product. So the warehouse manager is very important now. So he has to keep an eye on everything, make sure that uh, this infantry is running low then, uh, and then he needs to purchase it and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's really a task. And because if you don't put attention on it, like for example, this one day you find out there's no wax in your warehouse. <laughs> then because it takes times to do to right they take time so yes it's very important yeah at what point do you think it becomes important because i know a lot of businesses start off with spreadsheets and in fact a lot of them often think that they can continue just taking mental notes and you're stretching that spreadsheet or another month another two months at what point do you essentially draw the line and say okay now we need to focus and get this you know inventory sorted and then grow since last christmas because mm-hmm. last christmas is our first christmas 
Yeah. And that's one day I suddenly real, realized we don't have any diffuser base anymore. Not one drop. And I was like, oh, because <laughs> I thought I bought a lot already. So at that point, I realized I really have to do the inventory management now. It's like I have to make everything systematic and it's not like, yeah, not like a game anymore. <laughs> so that was, what was it, four months into your business or how, how many months into it? So essentially from when you started to when you had that realization. I start in February. Okay. So that would be, so I start to feel panic on, uh, in October. Okay. okay. So about eight months. Yeah, so certainly less than a year. Yeah, I think that's very interesting to note. And I guess besides that, have you faced any other significant challenges or setbacks or periods where you're really doubting the business? Yes, because like uh, we are starting in pandemic. So even if we are buying the fragrance oil from Melbourne, they are not mm -hmm. able to deliver to Tasmania or it takes like very, very long to arrive. So we actually have two months like not doing business because we are ran out of stock. As I say, I suddenly realized that I don't have any of these or that, but then I, uh, I purchased that at that moment. We still have to wait like four weeks until it arrives. So it's still a nightmare for me. <laughs> So for now, I am I'm a little bit like crazy having everything that is like so well prepared, always checking my inventory, make sure I won't have that uh, incident again. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure once it happens, you really don't want to have it happen again. I'm sure you would have preferred to have started earlier and then not had that problem. Hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess sort of wrapping up now, um, what's the dream with the business? Where do you want to end up, you know, next year, the next three years or overall? I want to build a brand that is, when you think about Tasmania, you think about the brand. Because Tasmania is actually a very good place, but there's a lot of good things in here. But not many, not many brands can actually go out to mainland or even go to the international market. That's how people, this all well, Tasmania is actually really good because sometimes when you look at the product, the product is good, then you feel like, oh, it, the, the place must be good as well. So I hopefully I can, um, within five, two, uh, three or five years, I can build a brand like this and have a flash shop in Tasmania. So the tourists will, oh, maybe we can go to Miller Effie to have a look. Then it will be like this, I hope. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very inspiring. Um, and just to, Final remark here, where can our, our listeners find you and do you ship to the mainland? Nowadays, website is the best, milafi.com.au. And also you can update our latest news on Instagram, milafi and Facebook page as well. So we ship Australia-wide. Perfect. Well, it was really great having you on the show. Uh, and I hope Thank you have a great you. day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Showcase. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss out on the next one. The discussion continues online. Head over to kaizentree.com articles to share your thoughts on today's show and to read some of our articles which cover useful topics, such as what to do about Apple's new iOS update. 
For more from Kaizen Tree, follow our Instagram at Kaizen Tree or visit our website www.kaizentree.com. That's www.kaizentree.com.